Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Let's head out to Flemington to catch up with our great mate here. On SEN Track and Winners, Liam O'Keefe, ahead of Australian Guineas Day. Good morning, Liam. Good morning, Gareth. Looking forward to this program, mate. Um, what are the conditions like at Flemington this afternoon? Yeah, beautiful this morning, Gareth. Yep. It's a perfect morning. Um, nice little dew on the grass, which is what we want ahead of what's going to be a warm day, top of 30 degrees. And we're on a good four this morning, and the running rail is in a two-metre position. So will we get an upgrade with the, the weather looking um, fine and looking pretty hot. When you have a look at the um, weather report today, or can we trust the weather report, Liam, more importantly? Yeah, I think we can trust it today, Gareth. And actually, top of 30 degrees, we'll, we'll get an upgrade. We've got it basically between a four and a five now, so that it's got plenty of room to move during the day because it's going to dry out as the day progresses. Quite a long day um, today with the nine race card and, and should get an upgrade mid-program, but, but it'll be beautiful conditions for the horses. Wind conditions? Quite still today, only a 10-kilometre nor-nor race, so hopefully it's enough just to keep us a little bit cool, but not too much to impact the races. So that's a tailwind in the home straights. So you'll see them running home in pretty quick time today. You think they'll go down the, the middle of the track there, down the straight? Yeah, I think the, the two-year-olds will probably roll down at the inside, get the guide from yep. the running rail, and then I think for the English sprint, um, it's a really big field, so you may actually see them split, but for the other straight races, I think they'll come up the middle to outside part of the course trying to get that tailwind home can't wait for it mate do you have any do you have what, what have you heard at flemington any whispers a little track whisper yes. mama reagan has trained on quite oh. well in race three so um yeah we'll be having something each way on that uh, in race three and those boys like to keep it quiet as well maybe aaron mitchell can spruik after a few beers at the pub there of course the foreman for nick ryan he's probably he's probably been on mama reagan's back i reckon during the week yeah. and he's told fred kersley's told you yeah, we, we try to get it. He keeps it pretty quiet, but um, we, we've got our, our track work supervisors. They're not afraid to get the stopwatch out. So, um, yeah, we'll trust them in this week. That's why you're the very best in the business. You're te- you teach your staff not only to mow the lawns, the best in the game, but also to clock the horses. That's why you, that's why you clock them on at 3.30 in the morning. That's it. We've got to, we've got to try to get a winner anyway. we can, Gareth. Good, good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you. There's Liam O'Keefe from Foxcatcher. Jules Valance joins us on this Saturday morning. Jules, it's a big good morning to you. Hey, guys. How are we? I am well. I'm a little bit um, heartbroken, to tell you the truth, because Illative was a two-year-old filly that I was really looking forward to seeing at Flemington. Unfortunately, she's been taken out, so we don't get to see her in the opening race. Um, but looking at the market now for this first race, we've got Masira first starter for... Godolphin Blake Shin rides for James Cummings is what the three dollar ten favourite. That's the best that we can get across the boards here um, this morning. So and I've got a really good tip around for Princess Juhalo from JD Hayes with Stable Mail on Thursday, mate. And she's trading around six dollars at the moment with most betting shops. So um, has the market told you anything for these two year olds to kick off proceedings? Not really, mate. I mean, we find that, obviously, the, the scratching, I think it was going to be really popular, the horse you spoke of. Um, so then it changes the complexion, and then people sort of have to recalibrate and work out what they want to do. Now, 
Um, Masira, no doubt, has been popular. You've got to understand for the punters out there that these bigger groups that move these markets, especially at the death, and we always talk about that, that that can be really important in certain races, not so much in a lot of others, but they're not going to have any data on these first starters. So um, the key factor there you, you think about these first starters is if they can hold their price. So if Masira can hold around that $3, $3.10, you expect a little bit of a drift, or if it's around to hold that price, that's a really good push from a market perspective for a first starter. But because the big guys don't have any data, I think the horse that you mentioned that you got the tip for, that Princess Duhalo, yeah. will be the one that probably tightens up because they do have actual data on it and they think that that might be good enough form um, to be able to win that. So for the punters out there in a race like this, if you do like a first starter because you like it off a trial, I think the key factor is, yeah, expect a little bit of a drift, but if they hold their price, it pretty well much means the bigger guys don't like the horses they've already seen that have got a figure for them, which is great because you can just about remove them from the market and then you can really zero on those horses that uh, are unraced. So um, that's the best guide you can get from these kinds of markets, I think. Let's hear from J.D. Hayes talking about Princess Duhallow in the first. She's, uh, as you've seen last start, she's very, very fast. Uh, she jumped out very well down the straight and then, just found the 1100 a bit too far, so we're hoping uh, we're correct and the 1000 is going to be very suitable. Um, she put the riding on the wall that she was a very fast filly when she jumped out, actually half a second quicker than Nature Strip, which is a good effort for a two-year-old. So the only concern I have is Jamie Carr is a very good judge and she's elected to ride uh, the Price and Kent horse, uh, so I'll be keeping a close eye on that. Well, good news, J.D. We don't have to keep a close eye on... Her now. So Princess Duella could be the play there each way in the first. The second race, your great mate, Jules, Dicko's all over to Moore. He says, I've had a big bet. I've had a big bet. I've backed it everywhere. And um, Nick Ashman, another one of your great mates from the beatenfavourite.com, is also keen on to Moore for OTI racing. So it's shopping around. I think the best that I can get, I don't know what the Foxcatcher's doing, about $3. So unusual is the favourite at 255 and then we go to midnight blue um at six dollars and you spirits kept safe now the um our great mates at first light racing gave this horse a really good push the former european galloper on thursday and you can get around 460 480 for you spirit so how do you see the second yeah, I think you've got to start with the favourite, so unusual. So us at Foxcatcher, if you like this horse, come and back it with us because we have been top priced since Wednesday. So I'm hanging it out there. If there's 250 in the market, we've been 262. We just think it will drift, but we can't lay it at all. So that gives us the indication that it is going to drift and probably start with the three in front. We just lost there. We lost Jules there. You there, mate? He was there. Oh, not for you, Spirit, a little bit here. Um, I just think third up now coming out of a fast run race from Sydney, I think you'll see this horse roll to the front, and I reckon it might be really hard to run down. So uh, I'm playing you, Spirit, but I'm just trying to get as much out of so unusual at the moment. So as I said, come and bet with us. All right, then. So you, Spirit, will you let Dicko and the, the team back to more? Yeah, where market price is. I mean, I can see it's an undeniable chance, especially because we've got the favourite such a bigger price than what it currently is. So there's no doubt that it's a good chance. But I I couldn't get it as short as what the market has it right now, but I can see that that's probably the way the market is trending. But, right. um, yeah, he can, they can have a, come, on, come and have a bet with that yeah, horse well, as well with us. 
Well, I think Dick Overlee's you spirit's got no chance. Tamours, he's bet, and so unusual you're laying as well. So I'm looking forward to watching the third race. Race number three, Tommy Papley in our weekend preview multi has Kalos, the place. Get around 3.30 for the win for that galloper. On the lead, shopping around, what, 3.70, I think is the best that we can get for the Sydney galloper. Then we go down to a horse, Mama Reagan. The tip there from Liam O'Keefe, the whisper around Flemington over the last couple of days. You get around 6.40 for that galloper. Um, and then double figures for the rest. So how do you approach the third race here, Jules? Yeah, really hard because I think Kalos is probably the best horse and it's been gelded and we like that. A 1,000 metres, yeah, it's okay. I'd probably prefer it 1,100 metres. You'd be pretty keen. But look, there is a small field here. So we always lead to Flemington when the track and is so dry and, you know, around this good or uh, this uh, true to two metres that you need to be middle to wide gates. Now, because this is a small field, I think they probably come up the inside anyway for this race, so it won't have so much of an impact. Um, but it's a slight knock that that's that inside draw of gate two. I think the market's struggling with this race. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have a definitive idea at the moment. What I will say is Mamaragan, we're happy to be top price in the marketplace. So, um, you know, if the Flemington crew really like it, well, they can come and bet with us. But okay. we thought Callison on the lead were the 2,000-metre horses, but they've just both drawn sticky on those insides. So I was happy to sort of let this race go, Gaz, um, yeah. but happy to lay Mamaragan. All right, then. Look out. That's dangerous taking on the Nick Ryan camp, especially if they like I, I love him too. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah you do love him. Um, Wild <laughs> Bell, the Western Australian filly, is the market leader, I think you get around, I think the best I can get now across the board looking is about 340, 350 maybe with the tab for Wild Bell. Ahoy's around that $6 quote for Cadolphin. James Cummings believes dropping back 100 metres is the winning formula for Ahoy because actually she did taste success um, at Sandown the other day. If you go by her um, passing the post first for the, the first winning post there at Sandown the other day, if you know what I mean. Um, try not to confuse everyone here. Lady Laguna around $10 is the best here that I can see across the board. An Arctic Ferry, best you can get is around $11. So how do you approach the f um, fourth race here, mate? Yeah, so um, we're top price wild bell. So if there's three fifty out there, you'll get three sixty with us at Foxcatcher. Look, she's a fast horse and she's a really good race horse. Um, she runs inside standard all the time. But first go up the straight and drawn inside again. So we're happy to be top price her, but she's got plenty of ability. Um, from a market perspective, really good support this morning for Lady Laguna. So that $9.50, $10, I think that will tighten right up as we get closer to the races. Um, but I'm really keen Arctic Ferry here, guys, and it sort of ran behind Little Miss Kuby last start. I reckon that race went really well. Little Miss Kuby had a fitness edge. Arctic Ferry gets D-Lane on the minimum. Great draw, I think, and can control this race. And then hopefully it sort of takes off at the 400 metres and might be hard to run down. So I'm pretty keen to play Arctic Ferry each way. I think Ojai is a great bet as well around that $5.50 because I'm against Wild Bell and we best price her. Let's have a look at race number five. You've got Carlisle at around $14. Mumamek. At um, best you can get, it's about $4.20, $4.40, in fact, with Bet365. Then we go down to Worthily. You're shopping around nearly close to double figures there. I'm Shelby, ultra consistent, um, around $4.20, $4.60. You can get a little bit there with I'm Shelby. Kettle Hill, 
Um, can this be Kettle Hill's day? Car rides, best you can get, probably three ninety with Ladbrokes, and then Sparkle is around that six dollar twenty five quote here in the fifth race. What are you doing here, Jules? Yeah, best price you're going to get is with us with Kettle Hill as well. Where look, it's an undeniable chance. There's no doubting that gets car and I think drops in weight, so it could be an acceleration horse, which we saw first up at Australia. And it's gone up to Sydney and just been plain, I thought, but. Maybe it is a horse that needs to get down in the weights, but I'm happy to be top price it. I haven't seen enough to be charging into it at its current price. I thought this race was really hard, to be honest, Gaz. Um, I couldn't really definitively point to one. I think there's some question marks around Sparkle. Uh, there's good support for it, but it was only plain in its first Australian start. Munamek's been up forever, and the map's probably not ideal, but it's the horse that I could see probably just about starting clear favourite in this race. Um, just from what I can see early doors. It's a really tricky race, but happy to be top-priced Kettle Hill, okay. but I don't want to stamp anything else. Now, let's go through, Jules, the English Sprint here, which is race six on the program. Sajardin's at $19. That's the best you can get there. Seven Yaks at a big price for mine. You can shop and get around, what, $15 with most betting organisations. Then we go to Paris Dior, around $9.00. Um, Insurrection, you get $12 for that galloper. Then we go down to Opal Ridge. It's kept safe around the $5 quirt. Uh, Nanagoy, Nanagai, I should say, is around $10. And, geez, that was a good push from Anthony Mithen from Rosemont Stud when I had a chat to him yesterday. Um, and then Benedetta for Jason Warren at $8 or so nine fifty with some organisations. So looking forward to this contest and running by down the bottoms around $10, Jules. How do you assess the English sprint? It's impossible, to be honest, Gaz. I mean, these are very even bunch, and the market tells us that. So let's try and find out is there any really big pushes on race morning. And um, I found it interesting that there's a little bit of support for Benedetta down the bottom. So he's drawn 19. So you think that's probably the right part of the track, but I think that probably tightens up. I mean, if there's $9, $9.50 out there, I think that will get a, get shorter as we get closer to the jump. The horse like running by, I've got a massive opinion of this horse, but it's just drawn that inside gate. Is that going to be a negative? But it gets Jay Carr a bit of support there. Obviously the favourite Opal Ridge, there's been you know solid support for it. Paris Dior, we can't lay it. So maybe that's the one that's the hole in the market. So if anyone likes Paris Dior, I'd be waiting till the close to the jump because that's probably going to be your best price. It's a tricky race, to be honest, Gaz. I thought on the quick seven-day backup, Sebenak, who didn't have much luck last start, was really good through the line, who just really has been crying out for a dry track and he's been getting dry tracks all the last two starts and I think he's been running better. He's a horse that I could have something on possibly around that $14, $15 mark. But... Tricky race. I think we'll learn a lot from it. We'll be able to really pick the eyes out of this race going forward. We'll be able to say, yes, you'll end up being a group horse and there'll be a few of them that'll fall off the cliff and end up, you know, probably having to go back to Sandown on 64s and and even back to the country. So good race to learn, but I wouldn't want to be diving in. Let's have a look at the Australian Guineas, which is the feature of Van Jackano's The Favourite. Best I can get you today is about $2.45 with Sportsbet. Let's hear from Michael Kent Jr., the co-trainer, of Jack and I. We saw the Golden Rose when he came, you know, scorching down the middle with his big sustained run. I think that's a better setup for him where he can use his big stride and wind up. So I'd say he'll be um, midfield with cover and um, there should be genuine tempo with a big field like that. And hopefully, I think Flemington also is a key because Damien 
has said twice that he doesn't enjoy that dip at Sandown. He sort of hit the flat spot. So the nice flat track at Flemington will be an upside too. I can see some money for elliptical as well. It's around what well, the best you can get is about $5 now for elliptical. I've got a lot of time for Holy Mans. Every time I talk to the Mara Neustas camp, they're, they're so bullish about his chances with Sarah and board. You can get $19 with some betting shops. Attrition stays in Melbourne for Jamie Carr and Mitchell Freeman. Best you can get now is around $9 for that galloper and amendable. Good push for Michael Kent Jr. as well for that galloper. Um, sports better betting, $14. So what are you doing in this year's Australian Guineas Jewels? Yeah, we're backing Jack and O um, at False Catcher. We're sort of looking after him. We just we marked him sort of around two fifteen, so we think there's a bit of value in that. Um, look, the map's tricky for him. There's no doubting that. There's probably three or four horses that are genuine. If you looked off the speed map, have got it perfect. And I think horses like Holy Man's considering the first four or five. Even a horse comes out of a different form line again. The Fortune Teller draws really well. Um, attrition with Jamie on, you'd think it'll jump really positive and I expect it to be in the first six or seven. And uh, elliptical with gate two is really interesting. The market's telling us it's rock solid at $5. The Blake Shin's going to use that gate and I reckon settle in the first six or seven. I know first up, it sort of sat out the back and stormed over the top of them. But I think you'll see markets saying that it will settle in the first, you know, eight. And Jackson is going to have to find a backside, probably three wide at some stage. But he does have the class edge on them. And I think he gets the luck at the right time. He can get over the top of them, but um, fascinating race, but I, I think he's the best horse, but there are other horses in the race that lack the class. I believe yeah. that have got the speed map advantage. And we know that sometimes that can be crucial in these races. Let's have a look now at the blamey. If you win this, you're into the all-star mile. And of course there's a couple of horses that don't have to worry about that because they're already in like a Tuvalu and a gentleman, Roy. Let's hear from Lindsay Smith, first of all, speaking about the chances of Tuvalu second up in the blamey. My focus will be on the all-star mile, so I just brought him back a little bit, uh, took the blinkers off. He also trialled on Monday. It was a heavy track, which was... Um, he pulled up good from that. He, too, had a dash up with her this morning. I'm glad I did, because he had just cleaned his wind up a little bit. Uh, I'd say he's got... Uh, a bit more improvement to come. So hopefully, um, you know, my time will be right on the 18th because, yeah, he's got to go to a different level because a couple of them have had the wood on him. So that's a, that's Lindsay Smith talking about Tuvalu. Here's J.D. Hayes talking about Gentleman Roy that's been well supported now into a strong favourite for the blaming. We did have Gentleman Roy. We'll get Gentleman Roy. He's not far away. J.D. Hayes obviously prepares this horse along with Benny Hayes. Here's J.D. talking about Gentleman Roy. Yeah, it was just terrific to see him get his uh, slot in the uh, All-Star Bowl. I think that's full credit to the horse being so genuine and tough. And um, I really do, even though it wasn't by design, like the three weeks between runs here and then two weeks into the All-Star Mile. Um, he's very fresh and well in himself now. And uh, I think he's going to run a very good race. So looking at this market, Tuvalu's second favourite, Gentleman Roy, heavily supported. Pounding's been solid, around $8. Similar story for Uncle Bryn. He's a shock as an interesting runner. It's into $10 now. Damien Oliver rides for Price and Kent Jr. I think he'd be hard to beat an Australian Cup, so fascinating to see what he does today. And Bear Story's been easy. easy. Um, I know Dean Watling and Jack Dickens were keen on Bear Story. 
with the weekend preview, but since those two have tipped it, it's been out the gate, Jules. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, the market the market knows them them two very well. Uh, no, that's interesting that they, they they wanted to stick up for that horse, but um, it's a really interesting race. This because I think for the punters out there, I don't think there's any need to worry about backing your horse right now in this race because I think it's one of those races. Just in the last five minutes, it'll tell us about Gentleman Roy. Now he was going to run in the futurity. He missed some work. There's no doubting that. But if he's soft and the market thinks you know he has missed enough. He'll drift out to sort of three forty, three fifty. But if he's as solid as a rock, he could start as short as two dollars fifty, gentlemen, Roy, because um, he can control this race. These kinds of horses that sit on speed need to be right at their top. And I thought he was just about right at his top first up when he was a very good winner, and then obviously outstanding in the oar. So market best friend there. Um, I'm a massive fan of Uncle Brian. I don't know whether today's his day, but he gets the right conditions again in terms of a dry track. Um, I just can't wait to see him in a big handicap, maybe in a group one on a dry track where he's got no weight. I think he'd be really dangerous. Um, yeah, so market, market, uh, very interesting with General Roy to see what happens. He's a shocker that really showed us by running that third in the McKinnon. And when they run such a big peak and they go to out for a, a spell, they sometimes can come back just as good as they left. So interesting to see what he's a shocker does because um, that surprised me, that run in the McKinnon. But now... That might be just him. All right, we'll rip through this last race. We've got Pinstripe 450. He's an interesting runner for mine. Everyone was talking him up as the next big thing. Last preparation didn't live up to those expectations. Cardinal Jet, Cardinal Gem, um, best you can get is about eight dollars. It's our time. You can have him. He's about four dollars. And then we go to Florescent Star, Florescent Star. And good luck to the Dream Syndications. They do a wonderful job. Um, $6, Sessions Road at $8. How do you read this race? I think the market's, again, really important, but it looks likely that Kentucky Casanova is going to start clear-cut favourite. And then I think the other one that's going to get big support is Pinstripe. And I reckon they're going to gap the rest. So I think, okay. you know, it's our time. You might get a better price. Um, it's, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen with these because the scratching of the jumbuck and life lessons coming out. So it's just been scratched. So... Um, there's yes. going to be a bit of movement now, I think, with what happens with this market. But what I think you will see is Kentucky Casanova starts a clear-cut favourite here, guys. And they would have been awfully hard to beat to jump back and also life lessons. So yeah, as you just absolutely. pointed out, that just throws the market into disarray. All right then, mate, what's your best for the day? In a really tough day, I'm backing Arctic Ferry in race four each way. And we can still get around $10. And I think that's a good bet with D-Lane drawn wide. I'm happy to be on. Your lay of the day? Uh, it'll be Kettle Hill in race five, but I'm also pretty keen to lay uh, Wild Bell and so unusual in race two. But um, Kettle Hill's probably the, the one if you had to stamp it, Gaz. What do you think the horse at the market will love at the moment anyway? Well, I think Kentucky Casanova is the one that has been really well supported probably in the last hour, hour and a half. So I think he could be right off that horse in the last race. So if you're looking for a push from a market perspective, it's probably been the best go. And who's the market hating this morning? It's uh, a good question. Um, this morning... Oh, so unusual, mate. We can't lay it. I mean, we're top price, so unusual. We just cannot lay it. And usually if I'm top price hanging it out there, the big dogs will just jump on it all over it that bet with us. So they're telling us that uh, so unusual, uh, that price, $2.50, is just not going to be happening. And 
looks likely that it starts with a three in front of what I can see right now and how I can read markets. And now I'll be keeping a tally on this, tally on this particular category to see um, how well you're seeing them. What's Jules Foxcatcher Intel market predictor for the day? I think the predictor for me for the day is that Jack and O will uh, currently is around what two forty five. Yes, I think he starts around two twenty. Oh. I think there's a big push for him right at the death. Um, and I know looking at it now, people would say, "No, nah, you're going to get two fifty, two sixty at some stage," and maybe you will. But I think right at that death button. I think he'll he'll be heavily supported, Jack and I. And just quickly, Jules, a question from Tong. Really good question. I backed Af Cabin to win the Ramwick Guineas, and now with Ospenko coming out, it's into two fifteen. Do I back him again, or will I get hurt too much with, uh, of course, that second favourite going out with the reductions? Yeah, I wouldn't be backing him again. But okay. I'm 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 thinking he's, you know, it helps with Ospenko coming out, no doubt. But I thought he was vulnerable at that price. So, um, yeah, I'm not ever one to tell people what they should do when they've already got a bet on. But I think you, you're pretty in a pretty good position. I wouldn't be going again. All right, then. You don't listen to the driver a little bit like Dicko. He learned his lesson last week. You'll probably learn your lesson once again today. Good I'll on never you. learn. I'll just live <laughs> yes. and just never learn, Gaz. You, very, you know me very <laughs> yes, well, yes. Fox catcher. Um, uh, love your work, the fox catcher. In Jules Valance, have a great day, mate. Cheers. You too, buddy.